This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Okay, Tanner, let's get into it. We got a lot of book to talk about today, don't we? So we'll just dispense with the pleasantries. We'll just dispense with the pleasantries, shall we not? I was trying to meet your energy. Okay, great. Thank you. You came in fast. You came in loud, like a... (laughs) Like like a a, freight train. uh, Like a asteroid. That's cool. I like it. Um, What I I am like... Well, I guess most likely... Yeah, the Pacific Ocean, because I think statistically, it's if more, an asteroid the, the were planet to is hit mostly anywhere water. on the planet, it's going to hit in the Pacific Ocean, right? And ho- let's hope. Yeah, so I'm like a I'm like a daydreaming jellyfish bobbing along the surface okay. of the Pacific Ocean, okay, eating krill or whatever jellyfish eat, minding yeah. my own fucking business. Yeah, and all of a sudden, screaming out of the sky comes a ball of fire. Yes, and, and that's I mean, just, me. I am obliterated by yes. it. It's okay. like that scene in Terminator 2. Yes, Except okay. Except jellyfish. Yeah, and the asteroid. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So you've met my energy. Would you consider, would you deign to meet uh, the substance of what I was saying, which is that we should dispense with the oh, I wasn't. Bullshit. I wasn't actually paying attention to what you were. Oh, saying. Oh yes, okay. So what I was saying is that we should dispense with the bullshit. I'm like a get, yeah. An, okay, I respond to energy, not yes. substance. Okay, you know? yes. I will always meet your energy. Okay, I will never, never see eye to eye with you on like the substance of what you're saying. Okay, let me change the energy up in here for a little bit. Okay, okay, and let me ask you a question. Tanner, you ready? Yes. Are you listening? No. Okay. Will you listen? Yes. Should we dispense with the bullshit? Yeah, I think we should dispense with the bullshit. Great. I'll introduce the show. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. You say it too. No, you say it now. We both say it, I think. Okay, fine. This is the way we traditionally do it. Club. Club. You had five chances. Club. Club. Got Club. You. Okay. <laughs> a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. And I, Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. And I'm Jack Shepard. And I, Tanner Greenring. And I, Jack Shepard, every week talk about the great novels and the great sitters cycle by the hand that shakes. That's right. I'm talking about the princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. She is the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind. And this week, we're going to be discussing a little novel called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number six, Stacy and the Boyfriend Trap. Ooh. <laughs> Big Boyfriend Trap this week. Big Boyfriend Trap. Yes. Have you ever been caught in a boyfriend trap? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It sounds messy. It does sound messy. Yeah, I have not. I've been caught in a number of honey traps. Okay. <laughs> And by that I mean literally honey. <laughs> okay, yeah. You stick your hand in a, a bit a honey jar and it gets stuck in there. Yep. And then someone comes and tries to skin me alive. Okay. Have beautiful skin. They make me rub lotion on it. Mm-hmm. Awful. Awful. Yeah. A boyfriend trap is a lot like that, except there's more Ethan, isn't there? What's that? Was that an osprey? The noise that you are referring to, which may or may not have picked up on my mic, probably not, because it's a nice microphone. Yeah. Um was the sound of my child, I think, joyfully screaming. Okay. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to tell. It's bedtime here at the Shepherd household. We started a little early tonight. Yeah. Because we had to do a... We can't say that. Okay, and we don't say that. Yeah. Um, We started a little early tonight because we had to talk about sexual intercourse. Why? What? <laughs> Jack was explaining it to me. Okay. Yeah. Good. Great cover. I think you covered. Is that good cover? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll bleep the thing that we couldn't say that we were doing. Right. 
so that we can keep your like fucking perfect cover in. You really fucking rose to the occasion there. <laughs> Made us both look great. Yeah. And I think threw everyone off the scent. Turns out I have been doing it right and Jack's been doing it wrong. Oh, yes. Okay. No, that is true. So the pupil has become the master. Jack, yeah. let's talk about this book. Let's talk about it. I thought that what we would do is, oh, I'm a waniac. Okay. Are you anything of any kind that you'd like I'll to tell you? I'll tell you what I am, Jack. What? Yes. I am suffering. You're suffering from what? I am blind to the normal goings on of the world. Okay. My optic. My mind is consumed with a red hot fever. Okay. And my psyche is flayed open okay at the awe of her being okay and i am struck jack yes by wania okay you got wania you suzanne in the membrane i'm suzanne in the membrane <laughs> yeah membrane <laughs> yeah and i am a waniac and it sounds like you're a real suzanne band as well and I'm a Suzanne man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fortunate because Suzanne Wayne wrote this one. Did you notice that or did you not check the acknowledgments? Um, I didn't I didn't have to check the acknowledgments. I f- yeah. I knew as soon as you felt m- I felt my mind flaying. It's like when Luke's on that ship and 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 he's like, I shouldn't have come. Um, yeah, or like when Obi Wan is on that ship and he's like, It's like a million voices all screamed out at once and okay. then stopped. Yes. Different ship. S- same vibe. Yeah. Yes. Different ship. Yeah, same. Let's vibe. be clear about that. But he's like, yeah. my father can sense me. Yes, you know, you know, what I'm talking about, right? Return of the Jedi. I'm endangering the mission. That's what he says. You, are you talking about Luke Skywalker? Yes. Okay. Yes. Why don't I describe this novel? Then we'll have you describe the novel. I've got 60 seconds, and I've got a big bag clock. I'm going to kind of throw them together, mash them up, do what we call a mashup in the business, and have you describe it's like the girl novel. talk. Yeah, girl talk. That's a reference that at this point is like nothing. <laughs> girl talk still has to be around, still, right? Don't look it up. I'm looking it up. Um, what I don't look it up. Girl talk. Don't look it up. I'm serious. Wow, it's been a while since girl talk did anything. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I was saying. But my thing was more kind of natural, and your thing is now from Wikipedia. Yeah, they haven't okay. been around in a while. Um, that's a bummer they were good yeah they're fine i would say great hey you know what i like about girl talk is it gives us an opportunity to talk about these girls oh and that's that's a segue and what i would like to do first is to describe this novel are you ready can you mute yourself you mute yourself now and now i mute myself and i'm muted ready are you muted you appear to be muted i'm going to describe this novel don't fuck it up now Get to it. Stacy McGill is at a crossroads. Deserted by her only friend and cast out into the wilderness for her crimes against decency, she is desperate to find her way back to the life she once knew. But the way back is long, and the road is hard. And first, she must pass seven tests, each harder than the last. The test of Sam, the test of Toby, the test of Pete Black, the test of Robert, the test of Wes Ellenberg, the test of Jeremy, and the test of Ethan. Can Stacy find the inner fortitude to face these demons as she strives to find her way home? Or will she become another hopeless victim of the boyfriend trap? Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number six, Stacy and the Boyfriend Trap. The Boyfriend Trap. The boyfriend's trap, and you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, that's, that's what good. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. 
Good stuff. Big boyfriend Very trap good this week. Stuff. That Suzanne um, Wayne does a huge, big old boyfriend trap, doesn't she? I just want to get out in front of it now, yeah, if I can, okay. before please. I do my description, sure. please. And it's just, it's been bothering me all day since I read the book earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I just, I need to, I need to ask you something. Please. Who are these boys on the cover? Okay. Sorry. Well, who are these adult men on the cover of this book? So we have a segment for this, and it's called. Let's complain about the cover. Let's complain about the cover. First of yeah. all, that's not Stacy. I don't know who this is. No, that's not Stacy. Let's talk about it. Let's describe it. Please describe it. Okay, it's the normal bad new Babysitter's Club Friend Forever covers. And I'm sorry if We're you're the so person sorry. who designed them. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. You it's use not like the good. Friends logo in the Friends Forever and the BSC. <laughs> The the, the the typeface and the BSC logo is like bad. It's got this like hippie vibe to it. Like what what is a flower? Right. What what about a flower represents the BSC? And then there's a photorealistic photo of someone who's not Stacy. A girl who's not Stacy. I don't we know, all know who she Stacey, is. She's, what is she wearing? It looks like clothes. It's some kind of clothes, and it's not and what Stacy would wear. Black and it's not sophisticated. But she looks. Uh, she's not wearing a hat that says like New I York. Big Apple or whatever. Yeah. And then she's holding these... <laughs> she's looking at us. Photos. She's, she's looking at us. She's looking at a, us to, like, here's can what, you tell believe me, this shit? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. She, this is exactly what she's saying. Can you believe this? With her expression. Yeah. Th- there's nothing else that she could be saying. She's saying, right. can you believe this? And she's talking to us. Yeah. And, and she's, she's holding, holding up two, two photographs. sheets of blank photos, uh, blank paper that someone has afterwards gone in and clearly poorly photoshopped images of boys not boys grown men on grown them. men yeah <laughs> um, 20 20 something year old like brosives they look one the one on the right look on stage left looks pretty sweaty like he's just come out of a, uh, it looks like like he's a night at the, at the club yeah maybe it looks yeah. like he's still there yes it's, yeah, it's he, like a flash photo in like a dark space. Yeah, he's sweating. His his cheeks are red, and he's like he's unbuttoned. He's the, rolling. He's rolling. That's what's happening. Yeah, he's yeah. Ro- clearly rolling on ecstasy. And <laughs> yeah. Stacy, to be to be fair to her, is appropriately saying of him, "Can you believe this?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the guy on the left, it's like someone's like senior portrait. Yeah, and it looks like he cut his own hair recently. <laughs> yes, it does. I just don't know who these forest? guys are supposed to be. He's in the forest. I don't know who these guys are supposed to be. And who are they? They're not and any of the guys they? in the book. And there are so many of the guys in the book. And th- There's there, seven there are so guys. Many. There's seven guys. And also, this is something we used to take... R.I.P. Hodges Swallow to town for to task for. Th- this doesn't happen. God, you're so lucky. I was drinking a swig of beer. I would have made hay out of taking Hodges to town for days. <laughs> we could talk about it because it would be nice to take Hodges. It would be to nice town. to take Hodges to town, wouldn't and it? <laughs> just go to places and like go and get ice cream. And people are like, "Who's this?" And it's like, "This is my friend Hodges." <laughs> this is Hodges. He's We're a taking painter. him into town. Oh, that would be nice, and it would be yeah. nice, and I'm happy to dwell in that space with you. But what I meant is to task, and he's not dead, and I did say R.I.P., and I should clarify. Well, he's dead and from... He's dead from these books. These books. But yeah. he's, he. you know what? He's not busy with the covers, so maybe he might like us to take him to town. Yeah, maybe. I would, I would like love it. him. If he's not busy, I would love him to, like... I've got a backlog of Warhammer for- figurines that need to be painted. Okay, <laughs> and I think he his artistic flair applied to my Tau army. Yeah, he'll be, be like just really lovely. I thought you said you were going to take me into town. You're like, oh, we just got like five more generals <laughs> to paint. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. I yeah, I will. <laughs> Get um, something we used to take Hodges to task for is he would sometimes paint things on the cover of the books that didn't happen in the book. Yes. At no point in this novel does Stacy hold up a picture of a sweaty ecstasy club man and another picture of a self haircut forest boy. Yeah. And and say to whoever happens to be in the room with her at the moment, Can you, you believe, believe this? 
Yeah, that doesn't happen in the book. So no. I don't know who does these cover photos, but now I'm taking you to task. And now I'm taking you to town. <laughs> now I'm taking you to town. Yeah. Do better. Do better. Be better. Be better. Um, okay, should I describe the book? Oh, yeah, I forgot. You didn't do it. I was going to let you off the hook. In my mind, you had already described it. But I you, hadn't. You hadn't. And let's hear what happens. What I'm going to do. You thought I had described the book already because of the sex talk we had earlier. That's what it was. Yes, it was just, yes, exactly. It sounded familiar, but not quite right, which is often how your descriptions are. You off. asked me to describe in 60 seconds how I do it. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. said, I'm not going to need 60 seconds. <laughs> Perfect. You are going to need 60 seconds for this. There's a lot that happens in this book, and I happen to have a big bad clock handy. What I'm going to do is put 60 seconds on it. During those 60 seconds, you're going to describe every single thing that happens in this novel. Are you ready, sir? Yes. I'm going to begin now. Stacy's the worst. She's bad, and I don't like her. Terrible. And she is suddenly being um, confronted by and having to deal with all of the boys who she has canoodled with in the past, um, including um, Ethan, who wants to become friends again, and Sam, who wants to be on the party pit planning committee with her, and Robert, who's just kind of a continues to be hangdoggy, and um, all the other ones. Oh, including Wes Ellenberg, who's like a, a teacher she had once. Mr. Zismore, her math teacher, is quitting and moving to. Houston, Texas, where he's going to be a math teacher, and they want to throw him a party, and all the boys sign up, and then it's like a, a comedy of errors at the end, where all the boys are kind of interacting with one another, and Stacy breaks up with and Jeremy. Great. You, that's, you, you buried the lead there, and also makes up with Claudia. And makes up with Claudia, sort of. Yes. It's, yeah. it's given pretty, pretty short shrift. Let's dwell on it for just a, a second, and I I want to say this as delicately as I can, because we said before we started recording that we weren't going to be too hard on Stacy. Jack and I had a bit of a a rage sesh, yeah, and right we got it out of our system on the recording, and we yeah. just said all the nasty things we wanted to say about Stacy, yeah, so that we wouldn't offend the delicate ears of our listeners, yep. Stacy in this fight between Stacy and Claudia, which has gone on, the, like the, the Friends Forever series, might as well be called the Jeremy Cycle. Yeah, I mean it's like what we're like halfway through now, and it's yeah. just now the Jeremy phase of this is like maybe no, I don't even think it's you know what I don't even think it's coming to an end because no, think there's going to be more of it. Has has turned his he's turned disgusting his, sights on his wolfy, a new babysitter his lupine gaze he's picked up a, a scent of doe piss on the air okay yeah and it belongs to claudia kishi yes that's great he's howling at the moon that is claudia lynn kishi yep um and uh yes he is the fame wolf and he is the center of these books and i don't like him very much and i don't think we've heard the last of him but in this fight over jeremy a hundred percent of the wrong in the fight belongs to stacy she's the aggressor she's the bad one zero percent of the wrong in the fight belongs to claudia she has done nothing jack yeah i Often see eye to eye with you. Okay. And I cherish your opinion okay. on all things. Okay. And value your opinion on all things. And I would say you're a huge influence on my life and okay. kind of my own decision making. Okay. Great. Um and I really dislike Stacy and would love to agree with you and say that this is all Stacy's fault and Stacy's bad. Okay. I'm sensing a big butt coming. But. Yep. I don't think Claudia is being totally reasonable in this fight with. Okay. Tell me about it. Let's hear about it. Well, I'd I love think to hear both, you defend Stacey. I think they're both no, bad. you're at the floor. Let's hear it. Let's hear you defend your your honor. The, uh, the defense does not rest. The advocate for the defendant has a number of. Uh, very nice things to say about her character and her behavior. I don't. I'm not here to defend your honor. <laughs> I'm not here to defend Stacy McGill. 
I'm okay. here to well, well, in this scenario, you literally are actually. No, so no, no. You're the defense. You're the uh, no. Defense. Listen to me, Stacey McGill. In this scenario, so yes, my client, you are. Yeah, my client, Stacey McGill. <laughs> yeah, horrible monster. Okay, and if it were up to me, I'd throw her in jail and I'd throw away the key. Okay, I would. I never want this thing to walk the, the free streets again. Okay, in this country. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Claudia Kishi is totally ab- absolved of guilt in this. Okay. I think both girls are being pretty unreasonable. And I think that in this scenario, Jeremy expressed disinterest in Claudia romantically. Right. And she turned that into Stacy stealing her boyfriend and has been... Very difficult about that, even though that is not the that is not the the facts. She's warped the narrative to to suit her. The way that Stacey ego. handled it allowed for sure, that warp. sure. And like I said, I would love for my client to be locked up, and I would love for you to throw away the key. The, but I don't think Claudia is is totally defendable here. We can't get hung up on this, except that it is the central point of all of these novels so far. So maybe we can a little bit. They're both being naughty girls. No, Stacy's being a hundred percent. No, the, St- I, uh, Stacy's being eighty-two percent. Cannot believe you're defending her. The way that she, Claudia was like, "I'm really taken with this guy." Stacy was like, "Okay, I'll talk to him for you." Minutes later, they're canoodling and kissing, and Stacy's no, like, and now, "Claudia, and what are you why doing? are you being so and what are you weird?" Doing? Now you're warping the narrative too. No, that's what yes, happened. Yes, absolutely. That's what happened. She like facts. There Jack, was n- I hate to go Ben Shapiro on you, but facts don't care about your feelings. Okay, <laughs> please don't go Ben Shapiro on. Me. Claudia said, "I like Jeremy. Can you get some intel on him?" And right? Stacy said, "Sure. I'm going to be a responsible friend. I think Jeremy's cute too, but whatever." Jeremy says, and also I have a boyfriend. Shut up. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings. Okay. Stacy says, sure. Talks to Jeremy. Jeremy says, I like Claudia as a friend, but who I'm interested in romantically is you, Stacy. Right. Stacy hams and haws over that for a little while. For a She's on minute, the rocks. For seconds. That's not the facts, Jack. <laughs> you're letting your fact. You're letting your emotions get the better for of you. a day, and then she she says, "I'm on the rocks with your, with Ethan anyway. Let's give this a whirl." My friend, whom I love, mm-hmm. will hopefully understand that this is like a potential like connection, and not wow. feel hurt by it. And then when when Claudia's like, I can't believe you did that, Stacy like yes, then attacks Stacey her said. and says like, you can't spell and you'll never amount to anything, yep. and your like art is bad. Agree there. Let's we both agree there. So as soon as Claudia was like, this hurts hurts me, and I'm um really upset about it. Stacy Stacy should have said, you know what, he's not worth it. There's he's not worth it, and there are literally like eight dudes. Just yeah. waiting in the like rafters. Banging down my door. Yeah. Toby's in this one. Toby's in it. Toby's in this one. Could I read a couple of Toby passages? Because it was... Yeah. So... And what, it really quickly, Your Honor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're still the judge. I'm still the judge. Yeah. How do you... Um, Here's what I'm going to say. The case. I have, I have adjudicate. Oh, and, and how do you adjudicate? Um, Can I say... Really quickly, also... Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of a writer to this. Okay. Baby Nation is responsible for the death of Slavius Porpoise. Yes. No, I was going to throw the gonna... book at them with the full extent of the law. Yep. Okay. Okay. Here's my here's my um, verdict on the case. I've heard uh, compelling arguments from both sides. Passions are very high, and I can tell that. And I can tell that um, both the prosecutor and the uh, what do they call him? Defender. Um, Decepticons. Def- Decepticon, both the both the Autobot and the Decepticon in this case have clearly thrown their heart and soul into their arguments, and I appreciated hearing both of your truths. I would say that the defendant didn't throw his heart and soul into the case. I would say he threw facts in. Okay, well, and I'm logic. Doing my thing, and now, he owned and the, the libs, and I'll then okay, 
All right. Yeah. And the the bringing up uh, the constant bringing up of Ben Shapiro is not in any way <laughs> helps the Decepticon. Listen to me. Here's what I'm going to do. Facts don't care about your feelings, and the fact is that I am going to throw Stacy McGill into the darkest dungeon that we have here in this courthouse, and then I am going to throw away the key. Yeah. And, and Baby Nation? Baby Nation are responsible for the, the brutal and unnecessary and cruel death of the Slabius Porpoise. And they it's also all here. will be sharing a, 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 a very small and dank cell with Stacey McGill. That's a prime, that's a that's a punishment worse than death having to share any space with Stacey <laughs> yeah. McGill. Yes. Jack, we've got so much to talk We're about. We're talking about Toby. I want to read you about Toby. Okay. Could I just say some of the stuff Toby does? So Toby, so folks who are reading in the Glaive Order um, it's a segment, what? It's reading a bunch of stuff that Toby does. No, it's not a segment. I don't. I that's, should it be? I don't think we're going to see more of Toby. Toby, how about this? Totally tubular. It's good, and sure. it's kind of okay. got like a surfer. Great. This is our new fucking segment that is definitely going to come up again about this guy who literally was like the plot is that he's fucking passing through town on his way to another city and never to see anyone again. And it's yeah. called. Totally tubular. Yeah. Perfect. Great. And whoever's is like diligently updating our wiki yeah add that <laughs> throw that in the segments yeah this is totally tubular where we read things that toby did uh and for folks who are reading in the glaive order um i think i've decided that i'm just gonna let people figure out their own squeakles so that they oh, can... i know the squeakle on this one but what the squeak there are two there are a few squeakles one is quite clearly uh boy crazy stacy yeah um and then there's another book where toby appears which is super special number 10 sea city here we come yep and then of course we'll be hopefully we'll be talking about wes ellenberg too who's the handsome teacher who's one of the boys who kind of tests stacy um and that's stacy's big crush yep so that's can i offer another one yeah please um i think one of the core squeakles to this book is stacy and the mystery of stony brook oh interesting the last anna martin book which is the one where Stacy kind of goes into a diabetic coma and, and enters a dreamscape. Right, and then the rest of the books are her dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is some kind of dreamscape. Yeah. Where, like, all of the boys of Stacy's past are, like, coming up and confronting her again, and she's, like, in this sort of, like, coma-inspired fantasy world, just like... Stacy and the Mystery of Stone. That is fucking brilliant. Because this this book is very much I wrote down in my notes that this book is is a Christmas Carol. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the boys of future and the boys of past come together yep. to like teach Stacy a lesson about how she's like throwing away her life. She's in she's in some kind of like what dreams may come sort of like totally fantasy world. I mean, it is insane that these seven men all show up. At this point, in, from in the most farcical way possible. Yeah, I mean, Toby is at one point. Literally, all of them are in the same room together. Yeah, and like interacting. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's very good, Suzanne. That's why one of the reasons I'm a Waniac is because of this this kind of depth touch. But yeah, it is. It's clearly a dream sequence, and the and all of the Babysitters Club and folks who don't know this, I don't know what to tell you. Have you been reading? Have you been listening? Do better. <laughs> every book after book number is it 31 i think it's 31 stacy 35 book number 35 stacy in the mystery of stony brook is a dream sequence that's inside stacy goes into a diabetic coma in that book and every book after that is a dream sequence in her head yep um and yeah that so i think we said all four of the squeakles so if you're reading the glaive order we did your work for you right i know we started that with we're not going to do your work for you, but... But we did it. We have uh, done your work for you. I Can I read a few passages? So Toby comes back. He, like, he like emails her. Yep. And he's like, hey, I know you forgot about me, but, like, we had that kiss. Hey, babe. He, hey, babe. He does, like, a number of very funny and cool things. Here's my favorite thing he does. When he shows oh, up, you he's like... you like him. 
You like no, him. No, no, no. No, I don't like him. I do not like him. I don't want you to think that. I don't want anyone to think that. But he made me really chuckle. Okay. He's like such a bro. He like, he's on a road trip. His brother's doing a tour of colleges. And he's on a road trip. And he's like, hey, Stace, we're going to be passing through St- Stony Brook. I know I like, like, if you guys don't remember what happened with Toby in the super special Sea um, City, Here We Come, Stacy thought that she and Toby were going to rekindle their romance from Boy Crazy Stacy, but in fact what happened is that Toby decided he was like into Mallory. Yeah. And, and it was just like weird for everyone. His brother must be pretty smart. His brother seems smart. He got like, what a I'm last minute interview at Yale. Yale, UMass, MIT, Harvard. Stanford. Harvard. Yeah. That's not bad. Boston University. Connecticut and, and Massachusetts colleges? Yeah, no, he's, his brother's pretty smart. He, on the other hand, is, well, I'll let you judge. Let me read you this passage about what happens when, they, when he shows up at her house. He looked at me and grinned. I think you got taller, he said. You look great. How about me? He squared his shoulders He's proudly. from New Jersey. Sorry. I don't, there's not a you're New doing Jersey. Like a, you're doing like a California bro. He's from New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, he's a joysy boy. I don't have one. I d- don't have a New Jersey accent in my arsenal. What? He's a joy. You're like the Joy-Z. master of accent. Last time you coached me into it. Well, How I'm do you coaching do you again, joysy boy. Do hey. you know you 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 mentioned a Christmas Carol earlier, right? Yeah. You know the Muppets Christmas Christmas Carol. Yeah. You know the little rat who's in the Muppets. Yeah. He it's that accent. Hey. Oi. Oi. That's English. No, it's it's um it's hey. Joyzy. Hey, I'm from Joyzy. Joyzy, yeah. He looked at me and grinned. I think you got taller. That's good. No, you he got said. you got it. You look you're great. S- you're almost there. How about me? He squared his shoulders proudly. I'm not the same guy you remember, am I? Exactly the same. I thought again. He'd been cute to begin with, but it expected him to seem older now. Be taller. Something. Be taller. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hey, be taller. Be taller. <laughs> You look good too, I replied. Can you tell I've been working out? Had he really come all this way to Woken. Sorry. Can you tell I've been woken woken out? (laughs) Yeah. Had he really come all this way to show me his muscles? I was relieved. Apologies to any listeners from New Jersey. Yeah, I know that's not what you like. Jack is butchering this. (laughs) You made me do it. I was relieved he didn't flex his arm or something. Uh, You have such a big sweater on, I commented. It's hard to tell. He pulled out the bottom hem of his sweater as if he'd forgotten he was wearing it. I guess so, he said. But yeah, I've been pumping since the summer. Believe me, it shows. <laughs> me too. <laughs> That's such a wild thing to say to someone. I've been pumping since the summer. Believe me, <laughs> it shows. Yeah. He sucks. He Toby sucks. sucks. It's and in, in in that way, they're actually perfect for one another. Yeah, they're perfect for one another. Stacy and Toby. Because they both suck. Stacy could just talk about New York and diabetes and ignore everything Toby's saying. And Toby could just talk about pumping for the summer and ignore everything Stacy's <clears throat> saying. And they'll live in eternal bliss together. Yeah. Pumping for the summer is cool and I will maybe start saying that. Yeah. Have you I've been pumping for the summer. I'm I haven't noticed because you're wearing such a big sweater, but I believe you. Believe me, it just <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jack, yeah. May I read you a poem? Yes. That seems fine. Because it's oops all segments. We can do all it's the oops segments. It's oops all segments, and we, like. and we do all yeah. the segments, including the mystery segments. Yeah. And I would love to read you a poem. Okay. If I may. Great. I'd love to hear that. Oft I had read of Pete Black. Okay. In these texts, I do enjoy. And I chance to see in a Mr. in a Friends Forever that solitary boy. Can I remind you that this poem is very long? No friend nor fan did Pete Black know. He dwelt in the fables of yore. The coolest dude in the Brook of Stone. It goes on. Besides the girls of lore. And we have read it before. It goes on. You yet may spy Jamie come back, or Shay, or Lou, or Rosie. But memory of our sweet Peter Black is all we can hold closely. My memory is Tonight this will like be a minutes. drunken deed, so segments we must plan. 
and give the books a careful read. Let Ellen guard your hand. Well, that, dear Jack, I'll gladly do. Tis scarcely 9 p.m. The riddle baby, uh, the baby nation can't count on you tonight to entertain them. At this, Jack Shepard raised his beer. He cracked into a cold one. He mused on Kant and Heidegger, while Tanner got some work done. I'm also remembering this. The text was scoured to and fro, with many a wanton scan. To quote Henry David Thoreau, things don't change, we can. Fifteen came on before its time. He wandered through the text, and so few bits did Tanner find his mind. It soon was vexed. And wretched Jack, drunk on Bordeaux, was shouting far and wide. His contributions to the show fell off to the wayside. Yeah. At close to ten, Jack did come to, and considered what to say. His thoughts muddled by boundless brew, but no jokes came this day. He wept and turning screenward cried, Oh Tanner, I need your genius. My wit that once was glorified is as flaccid as my penis. I wouldn't say that. But on deaf ears, Jack... Rhyme doesn't rhyme. But on deaf ear did Jack f- please fall. For through the Zoom window, no co-host joined back on the call. None to carry the show. But where was Tanner? Time was nigh. The podcast's almost over. Just one more bit before goodbye. Before Jack's rough hangover. Okay. And that's when Jack... In drunken haze, did see his dearest friend. It really does just lost go on deep and on, within the written page. He could not comprehend. For what he found to bring them joy, which Tanner showed to Jack, he'd found a solitary boy. He'd found dearest Pete Black. And is that the end? Of- and that's the end of the poem. Yeah. It's a really long one, isn't it? It's very long, isn't it? Long for a segment intro? Yes. Long for a poem? No. <laughs> Have you read Faust? That's like a thousand pages. Okay, yeah. G- good. It's nice. It was nice to hear that story again. It's apocryphal. It is apocryphal tonight because we got started a little early. Yeah. And how many Bordeaux's have you had? Claret, actually. Okay. <laughs> Should I rewrite it and do the whole poem again? <laughs> no, that's fine. What we like to do is we talk, like to talk about what Pete Black was up to. And you know what? If we're going to do all the ghosts of Christmas past and future in this novel, maybe we have to talk about all the boys. We've talked about Toby. We've talked about the fame one. Oh, I really just wanted to read it one thing. Oh, Pete yeah. And well, now, so I'm just trying to keep track of it. So yeah. this well, is here's, here's what Pete boy said. number three. It's Pete Black, and he says a pretty funny thing in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Zismore's leaving. Mr. Zismore's leaving. Did you have time to hit it in your description? Very briefly. It's like a, the, a very big B plot is that Stacy is planning a huge going Stacey away party. Stacy and Pete. And Pete are planning a huge going away party for Mr. Zismore, who's her like inspirational math teacher. Right. These next two weeks will be my last year at Stony Brook Middle School. Silence. Everyone was stunned. What was he saying? Could it be true? Then the class exploded with the sound of kids asking questions all at once. Why? Where are you going? Are you sick? He gestured to quiet us down. Slowly, everyone stopped talking. My wife has received a wonderful job offer to work at NASA. My wife. In... That's good. Yeah. My wife <laughs> has received a wonderful job offer to work at NASA in Houston, Texas. I say Houston. Oh, Houston? Yeah. Okay. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Pete Black joked from the pack. We all laughed a little. Yeah. I bet you fucking laughed. That's funny. Houston is funny. It's like a kind of a light burn on Mrs. Zismore. Yeah. But it also describes our situation at the same time as kind of diffusing an awkwardness. What yeah. a fucking winner. What a good dude. Yeah, what a good dude. People like his rules in this. He's always there with the with the witticism. He almost asked Stacy out. Did you notice mm. that? He's he's 
hungry for the opportunity to ask Stacy out, but Stacy doesn't she give him the beats him the back. In. She real she sees it coming and she senses that he's getting this like doughy romantic eyed look. You know what, Stacy? I respect your autonomy, mm-hmm. obviously, and I think you should be with the man that you find the most attractive and fulfills you the most. Be with the man that you want to see in the world. Yeah. Like Gandhi said. Yeah. Be with the man you want to see in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but, fuck you. Okay. What's damn. wrong with Pete Black? Look yeah. at him. Don't turn down Pete Black. He's so cool. He's so handsome. Yeah. He's so funny. He's so nice. Everyone likes him. Yeah. What do you got against Pete Black? Yeah. Be the man you want to see. Be with the man you want to see in the world. And that's what Gandhi says. And Stacy, you could Pete take Black. a page out of his book. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes you, Stacy. Everyone likes Gandhi. So and Pete Black, and Pete Black. Yeah. Tanner, I think we should take a little break. Okay. Let's take a little break. I'd like for you to say goodbye. I shan't. Okay. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, Better help, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store, so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Should have done this before we counted in. (laughs) Throat clearing. Actually... It's unprofessional to do it on the show. Before I continue, can I read you a passage from this novel? Yeah. We have not talked quite enough about the party that is thrown for Mr. Zizmore, or or Mr. Z, as I like to call him. Zizmore is not a challenging name. No. So why do you call him Mr. Z? Oh, just because I think it's cool. Oh, okay. Mr. Z, he says this cool thing, so they like put this plaque for him. uh, You know what I would call him if I was a student of his? What? Mr. Zizmas. What would that be? It's like Spanish for more. Okay, that's cool. That is actually It's kind cool. of fun, right? Yeah, more Ziz. It's like a different yeah. way of being of just emphasizing that what we really want is more Ziz. Yeah. Um, Senor Zizmas. He gets that's surprised good. at the party, and, the, and they have a plaque for him that says, To Mr. Zizmore for inspiring SMS students to probe the infinite through the magic of numbers. Okay, and you've actually struck on a segment of mine, Jack. Perfect. That's great, because I wasn't in the middle of fucking saying something. Yeah. And what is it? it, My segment is called Me Like a Debunky. Okay. And it's Oops All Segments, and Debunky is back, Baby Nation. And what I need you to do right now is pick up your phone, 
Mm-hmm. And if you were someone who is romantically involved with another person, yeah, I need you to text them right now and say the following phrase to them. Okay. You inspire me to probe the infinite through the magic of numbers and then do a, a winky face. Okay, I'm doing it. At them. I'm going to do it too to my wife. And if you're not someone who's romantically involved with someone, get on Tinder or Bumble or Grinder or whatever you use and write the following phrase to someone who you've swiped right on. You inspire me to probe to probe the infinite through the magic of numbers and then do a winky face. Through the magic of numbers. I'm going to text that to my wife right now. Yeah, I'm going to text it to my wife too. She's not feeling well today. She just put our child to bed. She's finally resting in front of the TV show. Okay. But, you know, and I do a winky face. Yeah. Great. Um, and this is our hit segment. That's where we kind of teach and and uh, wrote a number of super specials in order to um, teach people, uh, primarily to teach people how to do debongi, which is um, sex. Yes. And uh, and it's back because it's oops all segments. Yeah. Jamie, I think as far as I know, is feeling fine. So, oh, my wife's responding. She did okay. barf emoji. She did barf emoji? What the hell? Oh, I've got the three dots. Yeah. Okay. She says, so, don't use me like this. You make a mockery of our love, is what she says. What does that mean? And then she did barf emoji again. Maybe I'll say, by numbers... Yeah. I'm still getting those three dots, by the way. I mean, numbers of inches. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say that. Sarah says, is this something the fame wolf says? <laughs> Oh, so Sarah's a little more up to speed <laughs> on the podcast yeah. than my wife. Then wake your child. It sounds like. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Miles. Um, so I hope that uh, your Tinder dates have gotten back to you in the time that it took us to antagonize our wives. May I continue with a thought that I was... Ha- oh, actually, no. I've got something kind of debonky adjacent, too. Yeah, please. Can I say that, and then I'll continue with the thought that I was having? Mm. Yes, I think you and I specifically have a pact where we're not allowed to be debunky adjacent with one another. No, no, no. But but this is a bit, this is for the listeners, right? Okay. This is about Wes Ellen Burr. Okay. Yes. And uh, it's actually hashtag swoon. Okay. And it's when we when we have a big hashtag swoon, isn't it? Yeah, it's something this the kids what all are, the kids saying are saying on social media is what Jack always yeah. used to say when he introduced the segment, yeah. hashtag swoon, in the super specials. Mm, super specials, yeah. I think. Kind of lost track. Yeah, underrated are super specials episodes. Really, people slept on those. Segment heavy. Segment heavy. We were coming off a 131 <laughs> book run. <laughs> yeah. And then we suddenly realized that like our new fresh start was like, the books are twice as long and like out of order. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pave over the gaps with segments. Yeah. Uh, but this is the big hashtag swoon, but it's also, if you're, if you are, so you probably right now, I imagine that that's the voice. Uh, the, what's that sound? It's the voice of a million voices crying out that they in just texted horniness. their, their Tinder dates crying out in horniness is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they just texted something pretty provocative to their Tinder friends. Yeah. Um, or their spouses or whatever. Um, and so you're going to need more material now, and I'm going to give it to you. And it's about Wes Ellenberg. Yes. And he's from Stacy's Big Crush. And he's a handsome teacher who comes back, and he's like, he suddenly comes back into Stacy's life just when she thought she had too many boys. Here's a 24 year old man. He had to have a really weird conversation with her. Yeah. And Stacey's Big Crush. Do read it, folks. Do read Stacey's Big Crush. He is weird, about, he is weird around her in this book, too, in, a, in yeah. a pretty troubling way. It's troubling. I meant to tell you, Stacey, I saw Wes, that student teacher you were so crazy about. He was in school on Friday. I know, I told her. He's applying for Mr. Z's job. See, she calls him Mr. Z. I know. Okay. 
I invited him to the She's party. One of his closest friends and a <laughs> beloved student. All right, fine. fine. Who are you to Mr. Z? Nobody. I'm nobody, nobody to Mr. Z. Ooh, Marianne and Christy saying, You guys, why shouldn't I invite him? He knows Mr. Zizmore. He might even be my new math teacher. Ooh. I thumped Christy on the shoulder. Come on, I'm not interested in him anymore. Christy pushed another rug forward. That's weird to think about. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't want to dwell on it, but it's a little weird. Christy pushed another rug forward, one with a cluster of roses in the center of a blue background. That's something that Suzanne Wayne is That's trying weird. to tell us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not much. Like, you wouldn't just love to sit around discussing the area of the triangle with Wes? She pitched her voice higher, pretending to be me. Oh, Wes, darling, isn't this a lovely isosceles triangle? Which do you prefer, this or the trapezoid shape? Then she lowered her voice, pretending to be Wes. I can't look now, Stacy, my love. I'm calculating the square root of every number ever named. Yeah. And that is math play, folks. Oh, and it's math play, and, and that's how you it's do my... It. <gasps> this week, it was that was it. You did it. Okay, I'm going to text Sarah before you say your burn, which I guess I... No, said. that was my burn. I'm going to text Sarah because I didn't respond to her. She said, is this something that Fame Wolf says? I'm going to text her. And folks, get on your it's Tinder not. right Tell now. Tell her it's not. No, I'm going to text her. I'm calculating the square root of every <laughs> number yes. ever named. And yeah, yeah. whatever your Tinder date or your spouse or your partner. And, and winky face, winky face. Or your crush, whatever. Right. I'm Respond to them, assuming they responded to you. And if they didn't, just add. This is additive. You write building. Them, I'm calculating the square root of every number ever named. And that's ma- then now you're doing a little math play with them, which is something you can do over text. But it's very titillating. And then a winky face at the end of that. And then do a big winky face. Because it's suggestive. Because it's yeah. like maybe the number I'm talking about is. Can I do the kissy face with dong the heart? size? Shh. Or sure. winky yeah. face. I'll do winky face. I would do winky face. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I've done that. And did you do, do that for Jamie or. I I almost want to workshop that a little bit. Okay. Because I feel like you could say something like, um, did you know that the square root of your phone number is... And then just do it. Just say it. But then people, well, I the... guess, on the podcast will know, will be able to reverse engineer Jamie's phone number. No, I want to... Well, I, well my, my hope is to get people some digits. Okay. So I want to find a way to kind of back into asking for someone's phone number where you're like... What's the square root of your phone number? Hey, I bet I know. I bet I can tell you. I can tell you what your square root of your phone number is. Kind of a math whiz. Okay. And you're like, okay, give me your phone number. <laughs> give me your number. Right? That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. That could work. That's something. So that was my burn that you said. Yeah. Oh, because Christy's burning Stacy by razzing her so hard for being in love with Wes Ellenberg for still, even though Stacy's big crush was like number 50 or whatever. And it's well, and she's like making fun of their math play. They're just making fun of their math play. Okay, but so that is you how you do burn? the bonky. And did I? It's how you do the bonky. And did you have a burn? Uh, yes, I had a burn. Um, okay. Oh, and it, it allows us, I think, to. Oh, can I read you a passage real quick while we're talking? I'm just about saying math my play? burn, Jesus. While God. we're talking about math play, and I don't want to get too far away from math play. Yeah. Can you email me? <laughs> said Wes Ellenberg. Yeah. Sure, I said, handing him a paper and a pen. Write down your email address. He wrote it down and handed the paper back to me with a smile. I better run before Mr. Z starts his next class. Wes See, said. he calls him Mr. Z. He doesn't know him that well. Bye. There, he's g- getting a job from him. He like th- sees him as a mentor. Yeah. Okay. He's like his protege. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bye, I said, watching him go. I glanced down at his email name. Math guy. <laughs> How cool. And I, when I read that, I was like, God, I want to dislike this. It's cool. But I don't. I really like it. His name is just like mathguy at like AOL.com. Yeah. And it's and like, that's good. And that's, that's good. cool. And it's in contrast to Toby, whose email name is Toby the Great. Which I is not didn't cool. hate Toby the Great. 
<laughs> oh, you didn't hate it. <laughs> uh, my burn of the week allows me to say another of the guys. So how many have we said? Toby, Toby, Jeremy, Pete, Pete, Wes, Wes, and now this one is Sam who comes back okay. in Stacy's life. So and that's also, five of the seven guys. It's five of the seven, and what's that Prince song? All seven, and we'll watch them fall. Is that about this book? I think Prince was writing about this book. That's cool. Maybe That's... it's IP freely. And yeah, okay. And it's IP freely. And now Prince, we're gonna be we're gonna be you're gonna be hearing from Coming our lawyers. State. Um Sam is in this one, and he also seems interested in Stacy. They have this weird exchange where like all of a sudden everyone is like horny. Everyone's for into Stacy. Christy is like Chrissy's like, oh, Sam's interested in you. Like, he really like he really liked working with you at the like setup for the surprise party. And Stacy's like, that's weird. I didn't say much to him. And Christy's like, Sam doesn't fall in love with his ears. He falls in love with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a weird thing for Christy to say. <laughs> yeah, Christy's like. <laughs> Christy's in a weird mood lately. Yeah, she's in a weird Cause she mood. Also, like, she also picks a fight with Marianne in this book about Logan. Yeah. Like, she's like, you shouldn't have broken up with Logan. Yeah. And it's it's a non-moment in the book, but it's like it struck me as weird because she's just like weirdly aggressive to Christy. She's uh, to, to Marianne to about, the status quo. Uh, about Logan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Here's the burn. Yeah. Sam is in the math club now, and he says if it weren't for Mr. Z... He'd never... Oh, I got a text back from Sarah. You hit me. Hit me. So I said, I'm calculating the square root of every number ever named. And she said, so I guess you won't be joining me for dinner then. (laughs) So that, I think that's... It's practical. But it's also like a come on. Oh, it's a... Oh, I see. She's saying... She's inviting me out to dinner. No, no, no. I think she's saying, we're skipping dinner. I'll see you in the boudoir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Can I continue this, Burn? Sam is in the math club now, and he says if it weren't for Mr. Z, he'd never have discovered how much fun math can be. Christy continued. Claudia let out a sharp, disbelieving laugh. Math? Fun? It can be, I said, speaking to her for the first time in a while. I was trying to act on my New Year's resolution and be a better friend, one who could patch things up. I suppose it has a use for you. It helps you keep track of all your old boyfriends. She snapped back at me. Pretty good. That's good. <laughs> Very good burn. Yeah. She burned her pretty good. Tanner, I we are now 11 parentheticals deep. Okay. I was saying something to you that you interrupted, and I was going to read you a passage, wasn't okay. I? You were going to. It was about the party. Maybe? I think, yes. Okay. And it, hopefully it, it whatever you're about to read accomplishes bringing up the last two boys. Um, whom are Ethan? Uh, whom is completely wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, let's just say them. It's Ethan and... Who did we forget? Jeremy. Pete. Toby. Toby. Sam. Sam. Wes. Wes. Ethan. Ethan. Brewdog. Robert. Robert Brewdoggy is at the party and he's like, yes. I think he's he wants to get back together with Stacy too. Yeah. He is the least like apparent about it. Yeah. Or the least aggressive. So the, the Claudia and Stacy kind of make up, which is nice. Um yes. and Stacy, I do think we've litigated this already, so we don't need to go into it, but I think that Stacy owed Claudia more of an apology than she gave her, but she did do something. She said something heartfelt, which was like, Hey, I just wish we weren't fighting. I don't like, I she said, said some that literally that I last week during Claudia's yeah. book. And then like couched it in like, don't fucking yeah. touch my boyfriend. This time she did a slightly better apology. They make up and Stacy asks Claudia to draw, um, portraits of me, like your French girls, famous math men. Of history. Yes, yes. For known uh, virgin. Yeah. Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. And known non virgin Mr. Zismore. Mr. fucking Zismore. And yeah. that's what Mrs. Zismore says is more Ziz. 
isn't it? Probe me with your yeah. Probe me. Let's probe. Probe the, my infinite. Uh, probe my infinite is nice thing to say to someone. Here's the passage. He picked up the poster board she just finished. Isaac Newton. Awesome. He cried. Does it really look like him? Claudia asked, smiling. I'd know him anywhere. Jeremy replied. Yeah, I'm sure you'd know Sir Isaac Newton if you bumped into him. I would. He'd be the guy in the breeches with the bump on his head from where the apple hit him. Got him. I guess he would stand out in a crowd, Claudia agreed, grinning. And... Hello? 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 Who are you saying hello to? To to you. Uh, Who is this? Did a phone ring? No, I, we're here at the uh, decorations committee at uh, Stony Brook Middle School, and I'm the um, <clears throat> and I'm <throat> the uh, chief decorations officer. Hello, sir. Um, reporting for duty. It's yeah, that's right. It's me, uh, Mark Markson. And yes. who are you reporting for duty, young man? I guess we're both in high school, and it's in the past, isn't it? I mean, it's our present. Oh, right. Let me think of a kid's name. Um, Zach, Zaxon, <laughs> Zach Zaxon. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> My name is Zach Zaxon. I'm an um, enterprising young man. I'm interested in business and entrepreneurship. And you're an assistant decorator here at the decorations committee. Yes, for for Mr. Zismore's uh, big surprise. I am the um, I'm an associate decorating officer. Okay. At Mr. Zismore's party, and I'm it's I'm doing it for college credits. I don't know if you're going to make it, Zach, uh, in the big it's world. A pretty of uh, <laughs> aggressively negative thing to say to someone who's up and coming. Uh, I can't see the future. <laughs> we also just met, so it seems like you're saying this exclusively based on my appearance, which feels <laughs> problematic. Problematic. Not in the past. <laughs> I just what I think is that as the chief decorations officer here at Mr. Zismore's surprise party, yeah, I'm gonna go places. I will probably be a pretty big force and a major role in uh, companies such as Cinetech or Harbody Industries, and I'm gonna work with the titans of industry. You're not sure the name Zach Zaxon will be. A well-known name in the industry in the future. Hey, I don't know. I can't see the future. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about, though, Zach. Okay. What I'm here to talk to you about is my ship of the week. Uh, Okay. Have you seen, Zach, the handsome dish known as Wes Eldberg? Oh, um... He's the teacher who's probably going to replace Mr. Zismore. Uh, your name was Mr. Markson? Yes. Mr. Markson. I mean, I'm a teen, so you <laughs> just call me Mark. Oh, okay. Mark? Yeah. My name is Zach Zaxon. Are you familiar with a man known as Wes Hellenberg? Um, I mean, I, I, he's here in the room with us. Yes. I see That's him right. over there. He's helping to decorate. Are you familiar with the mathematician known as Sir Isaac Newton? Yes, known virgin. Wouldn't it be cool if they got together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Yes. He's an apprentice math teacher desperate for a job. Yes. He's an eccentric genius who invented the calculus. What happened? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Yeah. And I am into it. Yes. Yeah, it's that kind of world building and storytelling that is it really gets my my motor humming. I just wanted to suggest, is there anything more we can do with this concept? He's an apprentice math teacher, desperate for a job. He is a, a known virgin. Well, eccentric, eccentric <laughs> genius who invented the calculus. Math didn't exist before Newton discovered it. So calculus did. It wouldn't really makes sense for someone to be a math teacher. But you know what he could say? He's like an alchemy teacher. What does Mr. Zismore say? I want to probe your infinite? Yeah, I want to probe your infinite. It's something to think about, but we really like to go. Yes, I would love to go to... Um, 
that's my ship of the week. Ship is when you imagine two people being on a ship together and kissing. It got it got very complicated with the role play. We're gonna have to go back and re-record a bunch of episodes to try to get Zach Zaxon into the mix. Yeah. He's an interesting character. This was an interesting book. You're an interesting person. And what I will say is that we're going to go. We're also going to leave. And what I would like to do in particular is thank you. Remember that Gegita song? All I want to do is to thank you, even though I don't know who you are. You no. let me change lanes while I was driving in my car. Never even heard of Gegita before. They do you were, mean Dido? Why would I mean Dido? I specifically mean Gegita. One fucking big hit song you. in, I think, 1995. And it was that. No, never heard of it. Tanner, I really must leave. And I, all I want to do is to thank you for bearing with me. Yeah, and all I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. Okay, and a boom, boom. And shake her up. All I want to do is thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. All I want to do is to censure and blame the Baby Nation and throw them in the darkest dungeon and throw away the key for killing Slaby's porpoise. Yeah. Please do subscribe to our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash podcast. It's a great way to support our work. And you get a whole other show where we sing the descriptions. It's only $5 a month. It really is worthwhile, and it makes us feel happy when you do it. Patreon.com slash podcast. Please also buy our merch. Bit.ly slash merch. We got shirts. We got totes. We got stickers. Rain review our show on iTunes and join the Baby Nation Facebook group. Our page is Babysitter's Club Club. Our group is Baby Nation. That's where all the action happens. That's where all the nice people are. You must go there and be there. In the meantime, what I would like to tell you is that this week we did read a novel, and that novel was called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number six, Stacy and the Boyfriend Trap. Next week we're going to be reading a little book called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number seven, Claudia Gets Her Guy. <laughs> I wonder who it's going to be. I think it's going to be... Is there a guy called Guy in Street Fighter? There's a guy called Guy in Green Lanterns. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. That could be good. I think you're thinking of... Um, Gil... What's his name in in Street Fighter? The guy with the like the like the blonde... Yeah, like, that's who uh, I'm thinking of. Flat yeah. top. What's his name? Is it Guy? Street... There's a guy from Fugazi called Guy Picciato. That's Guy, not. It could be Guy. Guile. His name is Guile. Guile. Okay, so it's Which not is pretty close. Yeah, it could be Claudia gets her Guile. We're gonna find out. We'll talk about it next week. Claudia gets her Guile. Claudia gets her Guile. Wait, the name of the book is Claudia gets her Guile. Yeah, I think so. And it's about Street Fighter. That's gonna be fun. Um, what I would like to say to you is that my name is and always has been and always will be Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. And take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. That was a HeadGum Podcast.